Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. And it is another great day here at the American Safeguard Insurance Studio in Conway, Arkansas. I am Matt McJunkins. Along beside me is the man, your host, Mr. Matty Stats Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? What up? What up? Good day? Yeah, absolutely. Good day. It's Monday. cold, isn't it? It is cold, man. <laughs> cold is not for me. I'm, I'm ready for summertime. I like it's cold when it's football and deer hunting, but man, when that stuff's gone, I'm done with I it. I heard that. I'm done with it. I'm ready for the boat. Yes, sir. And some sun. Some sunshine. Yes, sir. We have got a lot to talk about. Man. For February? Yeah. A, a little crazy to have this much to talk about. Right. right. This is the time of year where I usually go into depression <laughs> because football is officially over, and there's really not anything other than college basketball. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but, hey, baseball's coming soon. Baseball's on the horizon. It is. It is. So, as we always do... Let's start with a little hog ball. You bet. So last week was a little light. You know, the Hogs only had one game with the A&M game on Saturday getting canceled due to COVID. Um, it's kind of a bummer since A&M is not very good this year. I know. Year. That's not the one you want to lose. <laughs> right. So I do think that they're going to try to make that up. I heard maybe the last yeah. the last week before the SEC tournament scheduled is what I heard today. Yeah, when they announced it uh, going to be canceled last week, they had mentioned then that there was uh, days built in after the regular season okay, to fill those up. Gotcha. And they couldn't uh, have another game this weekend because apparently you can have 18 – no, 27 games. Yeah. yeah. 27 games, we have 18 conference games, and we've played nine non-conference. So we were maxed out. We were maxed out. What would have been cool, maybe not necessarily good, <laughs> but would have been cool is that Gonzaga didn't have a game this weekend. Yeah. We would have got hammered. But it would have been a lot of fun. It had been a lot of fun to kind of see where we're at. Yeah, for sure. So the Hogs, you know, had a light week, played one game. Uh, last Tuesday they took down Mississippi State 61-45. to I'm going to tell you something, Junk. I don't know if you watched that game, but the first half of that basketball game quite possibly was the <laughs> worst basketball I've ever watched in my life. You know, it's kind of funny because right before that, just a few days, our girls beat UConn. Right. And a lot of people – especially people here in our office were saying that may be the best game we've seen this year, girls or boys. Right. And then our guys go play that game, and it's like, this is bad. Man, it was so bad. <laughs> I, I, at one point in the first half, I believe it was about seven minutes left in the half, we had five points, and we were one for 17 from the field. Oh, my gosh. I, I, would, I would venture out to say if I let you shoot from half court 17 times, you're going to make five points. You're going to make at least one. Yeah. <laughs> You, th- you, th- I think with eight minutes left in the first half, is is that what we had five? Yeah, I, I said seven, but it it, it, may, have, it may have been seven. Yeah, but it wasn't much. No, golly, you know. And then we kind of we kind of got in a bit of a rhythm, went on a little bit of a run, and ended up scoring twenty eight in the first half, which is still not very good. But as bad as we were, Mississippi State was worse. It's the same thing we've seen of two teams showing up. That's right. Like we play one team for a while, and the next, however long, we turn into this team that can play. Yeah. And Mississippi State absolutely fell apart. Oh, they did, man. I tell you what, and, and it's frustrating to see, and we've talked about it at nauseum about the shot selection that we take. 
And in the first half of that game, we had guys that don't need to be shooting three-pointers. Shooting threes. Jalen Williams shooting threes. Justin Smith. Justin Smith. Yeah. And these are guys that don't normally take them. No. Williams shot two. I know. And nobody was hitting. (laughs) So it kind of makes you wonder what's going on. Are they thinking, well, nobody else is hitting, so maybe I will? To me, I would be thinking, boy, coach is already mad because ain't nobody (laughs) shooting. I sure ain't going to throw one up. Right. So – uh, we go into half up 28 to 22, and I'll tell you what, Mississippi State went dead cold. So they had 22 points with about, I think the last time they scored was about six minutes left before half. Yeah. And then with like 12 minutes left in the second half, they only had like 28. Yeah, they it sc- was bad. They scored like six points in 12 minutes of play. Unbelievable. It was so bad. But uh, we forced 26 turnovers, which was good. Uh, held them to 30% from the field. We had four players in double digits with Vanover and Moody leading the way with 13 apiece. Um, we didn't shoot the ball very well. No. We only ended up shooting 36% on the game and an abysmal 12% from three. You know what's funny is I think I texted you earlier in the game and said that Connor Vanover couldn't play dead in the Western. <laughs> Player of the game. Yeah. I said, I'll show you, <laughs> yeah. Mr. McJunkie. Yeah. He had a 10-point run in a matter of like two minutes. Yeah. And I'll tell you what he did well that game uh, is he, he he ran the pick and roll very well. Very well. Yeah. Played a little bit physical at times. Yeah. Picked up some boards that he normally doesn't get. He gets the ones that are not physical sure. just because of his height. Yeah. He kind of threw some elbows a little bit he and got did. in there. He did. Um, you know, the Hogs have won four of their last five with our only loss coming to that, uh, that close loss to Oklahoma State on the road. Yeah. So, they're playing better ball. They just got to. They just got to get it put together from the start of the ball game. Yes, I mean against a good team, you can't have a twelve minute run where you can't score. If they if they would have done what they did Wednesday or Tuesday against Oklahoma State, they'd have got beat twenty to That's 30. right. That's right. So coming into this week, Hogs are fourteen and five on the season, six and four in conference play, uh, going against the Wildcats of Kentucky tomorrow night. Which you know it's it's kind of crazy to see Kentucky being this down. It's just like Duke. I mean, I've. I don't know the last time I can remember Kentucky being this bad, honestly. They've not been this bad in my lifetime. Yeah. So they're they're five and twelve on the season, but they're four and six in conference. So they're kind of hovering around the middle of the pack in conference, but five and twelve for a Kentucky team is unheard of. But you know, I was saying Duke's the same way. Yeah, and North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, the three blue bloods are yeah. they're all pretty bad. And Kansas year. is right there with them. Yeah. Kansas is like twenty third in the country. Right. Which is by the way, Oklahoma State. This last this last weekend they, they get, beat Texas. Did they? Yeah. Nice. They get ranked finally. Sure. I don't know. We'll have to see. I, I hadn't looked today. Yeah. I hadn't seen today. I knew we weren't in there. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Kentucky tomorrow night. Uh, Kentucky's led in scoring by their uh, sophomore forward Keon Brooks. Uh, he's averaging twelve points a game, six rebounds. As a team, Kentucky's averaging sixty-seven point eight points a game offensively, giving up sixty-nine and a half on defense and shooting forty-one percent from the field. They are get, also getting some uh, contribution from their guards, Brandon Boston Jr. He's a f- freshman, averaging eleven point six a game, and Terrence Clark, a six-seven freshman, averaging eleven a game as well. You know, this is one of those games you, you're going to Kentucky, yep, which is always a tough place to play, but. With COVID, it's not quite the same. It's not, and that's I think that's hurt them. Yeah, but there's a couple of things. Number one, they're still Kentucky. Right. That means they've got the talent, no doubt. Number two, you know they want to beat Arkansas. Oh, it's, it's Kentucky Arkansas is always yeah. a big game, and and they both get up for each other. That's so, right. Yeah, 
And we're a one-point favorite. Is that right? We are a one-point favorite in Rupp Arena. That's nuts. Has that ever been the case? Uh, it, we won the national championship and lost to them in the conference. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we got them tomorrow night, and then Saturday we've got the number 10 Missouri Tigers at Mizzou. Um, they put it on us pretty good in Bud Walton Arena the first yeah. time. I say put it on us. They beat us by, what, 10 or so? Yeah, and we were in that game till yeah, the end. That's right. They also beat Alabama Saturday. They did. I've got on here in my notes. They've won four of their last five. And listen to the five that four they won. They beat Tennessee, TCU in overtime, Kentucky, and Alabama on Saturday. So they're playing. Golly. They're playing some good ball right now. And I tell you what really concerns me about this ball game, Junk, is that that Tillman, Jeremiah Tillman, had his way with us. He did. Time. He absolutely dominated. Now we did not have Justin Smith that game. That's a very good point. We did not. And you know, Tillman against Vanover is yeah, David and Goliath. <laughs> it's just David's real tall. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm anxious to see how we come out and, and face off. I believe, you know, looking at statistics, we're, we match up with them very well. And, you know, I think they're averaging 75 a game. We're averaging 82. Uh, they're giving up 69 as well as we are. And we both shoot the ball about the same. So, statistically, we match up real well. So, I think yeah. it, it should be a good ball game. And that game that we lost to them was one of those one of those games where we – I think we out-rebounded them. Uh, turnovers were pretty – Close to even. I think our shoot percentage was a little higher. We just lost. Right. Yeah. So that's all I got for the hogs. So I guess we'll get uh we'll get into uh, our our high school stuff, but because we've we get that stuff done, we've got a lot more to talk about with NFL, Super Bowl, right? All that stuff. One thing I do want to mention though that I thought may have been the coolest thing I've seen so far in 2021, and it has to do with Arkansas high school. Yeah. What you got? Sports Center is where I saw it. The Greenwood Bulldogs, Greenwood High School, right? So they made Sports Center this week. Jamie Freeman, the football janitor, received a state championship ring. Man, that's such a cool story. It's cool, you know, that's great. You give a guy a ring who's, who's part of the team because he's a janitor, but this is even more special because this guy has cerebral palsy. He always wanted to play sports growing up, but was not able to. And uh, he said, I mean, he I forgot. I wish I'd have pulled up the tweet. But basically, he was telling them thank you. Yeah. Because he, it was a tweet that they had shared, and it was like, basically, you guys gave me a state championship ring. I'm just the janitor. I'm not even on the team. Yeah. He was very humble about it. But what a special thing to do for somebody, and what a, what a class does that say about – Greenwood. Sure. I mean, their program is, is known for winning championships. That's what they do. But this speaks to their character and why they, they probably are successful on the field. That's right. And so, uh, that man, what a cool story. We it need, is. We need more stories like that. That's 20, right. I know it, man. No joke. I wish we had a whole lineup of them. <laughs> yeah. So, congrats to Jamie on being a state champion. That's right. And a, green dog, a Greenwood Bulldog. Yeah. Awesome story. All right, so we got high school basketball. We got some upsets. Yes, sir, we do, man. We're getting down to that time of year. It's uh, we're getting close to the playoffs, and uh, some teams are starting to show their teeth a little bit. And uh, we had some we had some surprises this week. We did all the way top to bottom. Yeah. So you want to you want to start us with six A girls? Or? Yeah, six A girls. Okay. Yep. None other than number one, the Northside Bulldogs. Let keep, me tell you, keep rolling. We'll get not bulldog. I said bulldogs. They're the uh, what are they? The, the Grizzlies. 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 Yeah. yeah, I was like, they're not the Bulldogs. Uh, Northside Grizzlies. 
We're gonna get, when we get into player performances, we're gonna talk a little bit about Jersey Wolfenbarger. Yeah, she went off. Son. Did she? Oh, she killed it. She's a hooper. She is. So uh, I didn't get the score for the Central game, uh, but they did win both of them. Uh, they're now nineteen and one. They'll remain at number one on uh, on the season. I believe their one loss is to Christian. Okay. No. No, their one loss is to Melbourne, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> remember the best team in the state? <laughs> yeah, Two A Melbourne. Your favorite Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> Bearcats with a Z. Yes. <laughs> uh number two, Conway. Ooh, the Lady Wampus Cats got beat Friday to the North by the North Little Rock charging Wildcats. Lady charging Wildcats. Took one on the chin. They did. But they didn't move. They're, we're gonna keep them at two just yeah. because of I mean, hey, they've beat them. Body of work. That's right. Yeah. They've they, they've won. The only team that's beat them, you know, that's really beat them and stayed on top was was Northside. Yeah. Uh, number three, Bentonville's going to stay at number three. Hey, these girls up there in Bentonville, they're thirteen and two. They're rolling. Uh, they beat Heritage seventy five to thirty three. Mm. Uh, North Little Rock, they're going to stay at fourth with eleven and six with that big win over North or over Conway, and then Fayetteville. They're continuing to win. They're eleven and six. Uh, at number five, beat Southside sixty-two to nineteen on Friday. Goodness gracious! Looks like a big game this week with Northside and Conway playing uh, Friday. I can't wait. Yeah, that'll be a good one. It, it's gonna be good. All right, so we'll jump into five A girls. Um, last week we had Little Rock Christian on top, Batesville at two, Greenwood at three, Valonia at four, and then Lake Hamilton and Jonesboro at five A and five B. This week, uh, we kept Little Rock Christian ladies on top as they moved to 17-1 and one on the season, winning both their ball games last week. The Greenwood Lady Bulldogs moved jump a spot, moved to two at 19-3 and three on the season. They continue to impress, uh, won a, a good ball game last week against Alma, and then beat Russellville 78-27. to So uh, Batesville took one on the chin last week as they take their only loss so far this season. And so – a uh, little bit surprising there. They they lost to Paragool thirty eight to thirty four, but Batesville's eighteen and one on the season. Stay at number three or drop to number three. Valonia at nineteen and two is our fourth in our fourth place position as they won both their ball games last week, beating uh, Russellville in a close one fifty seven to fifty four, and then taking care of business at Alma seventy one to thirty six. And then for our fifth spot, rounding out our top five and five A is Lake Hamilton at seventeen and three. How about? Paragould. Well, they had a week, didn't they? The Giant Killers. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. The Paragould Giant Killers. Knock off two top five teams. Yeah. An undefeated baseball team. Yes. And then a very good Jonesboro That's team. right. That's impressive. Yeah. Impressive. So, we'll move to 4A. I tell you what. This Harrison got Lady Goblin team, they don't always win by a lot. Most of their games, they don't. Yeah. But they just win. They just win. They're 15-0. and 0. They're going to stay at number one. Big week this week. They got to play Shiloh, who mm. has fallen off a little bit, but they're in that conference with Harrison, with P Ridge, right. with right. Uh, Farmington, who's not on this list, but pulls the upsets. They got two girls going to play college ball. Sure. Uh, so they're at number one. Uh, Morton is going to actually fall a spot. They did not lose, but. They just didn't impress. They put, they beat Ozark by one, mm-hmm. and they beat Pottsville by 11. Not that those are bad wins, but when you look what Star City did, Star City, they're 20-3. and three. 
They beat Monticello 48-20 to and Warren 43-12. to They're dominating. Yeah. So, you know, we went ahead and bumped them up to number two just because I think that's where they belong. Mina, they're staying at four at 16-2. and two. Uh, P. Ridge was at five. They're going to stay there. Uh, but I think – so, you know, we got the 5A, 5B, 5C. Right. And they're supposed to be even. I think Nashville might be the best of those three. Okay. But – it's unproven. Sure. So P Ridge is still there. Nashville's still there. And Pulaski Academy. These girls are 15 and three. You know, it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, any of those girls could jump up into the top five. Sure. So that's where we stand on 4A. That's a good classification. Be fun come playoff time. Yeah, it will. So 3A, the ladies. Bergman, man, what a record. Mm. They win both their ball games last week to stay at number one. They're twenty nine and one on the season, and they're killing people, man. Yeah, beat Green Forest sixty six to twenty seven, and Greenland seventy five to fifteen. That's every week for them. Yeah, yeah, they're rolling. Yeah. So Ashdown stays at number two, like they were last week. They won both their ball games. They proved a nineteen and one on the season. Uh, CAC the women stay at three. Uh, women both their games are fifteen and zero. They beat uh, Central West Helena fifty seven forty two. And um, I guess it just updated their – because it looks like Dollar yeah. Way's postponed. Yeah, well, it just uh, – a recent score updated. Okay. And then Valley Springs stays at the fourth spot at 21-6 and six on the season, winning both their ball games convincingly last week. And then Center Point stays at number five and with Mountain View at 5B. So, nothing changed in 3A. No, it didn't. And, and, and a close game by Ashdown Center Point. You know, those two in the conference at 7-3A. Seven, seven, right. Uh, you know – Ashdown went or played center point at home and, and beat them by three. Yeah. Another score that jumps out on me there is Mountain View um, only losing to Melbourne by two. Yeah. That, that's that's what's kept them in the game. Yeah. I mean, they're they're beating people. They're in. They're kind of over in that conference by themselves. Right. But, you know, when, when you play Melbourne that tough, yeah. that says a lot about you. That's right. Okay, 2A. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking Melbourne. Speaking of them. <laughs> the Melbourne – Bearcats with a Z moved to twenty-one and one. They're, they will remain number one in the state. Uh, close win though over Mountain View, forty-four forty-two. We just spoke about yep. that, but not against Sloan Hendricks. They beat them seventy-two to eighteen. Uh, Tuckerman's going to stay at number two. Uh, they had a close win over Mammoth Spring, which Mammoth Spring is a good a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty dominant win over White County Central, so they're at twenty three and four. They'll be number two. Desark remains undefeated. They're eleven and zero. Uh, they're going to stay at number three. They they are good. They beat people by a lot. I wish we had more games. Sure. Yeah. Marmaduke twenty four and four. Those girls over there. That's a good record, man. Good record. Impressive. Akron uh, twenty one and three. Uh, so they'll remain at number five. We got a couple of them that we had to add in there this week, though, just because of. Their strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. You look at Bigelow. I forgot, but their 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 losses are impressive. Really, like big teams. Uh, so they're seventeen and five. Salem, you know, they're up there in that conference mm-hmm. with Melbourne, uh, fifteen and five, and then Fordyce. So you look at Fordyce, you're like, well, they got beat by Woodlawn, and then they beat Woodlawn by two. Really. But everybody else, it's like maybe they're like cousins or something. They've been playing together since they were kids, and they just know how to play them. Yeah. Because they're 18 and 1. Wow. So that'll do it for 2A. Okay. So into 1A we go. So last week in 1A, uh, in the ladies, we had Mount Vernon, Enola at 1, Viola at 2, 
Clarendon at three, Kirby at four, and then Emerson and Rule Special coming in in the fifth spot. This week we had a little bit of shake up. Shake up, man. Moving Rule Special up to the number one spot at 14 and three on the season. So had a good week last week. They won in a low scoring affair over Israel County 26 to 21, and then beat Mount Vernon Enola by one. 55-54. So they'll take over the top spot when we'll drop Mount Vernon and Nola to two with that tough loss to Rural Special. Clarendon coming in at three as they won both their ball games last week. Kirby will remain at four at 14-4 and four on the season. And then at the fifth spot, we've got uh, three teams there that are coming in with good records. Emerson at 15-3, and three, Norfolk at 16-7, and seven, and then Viola, the ladies at 22-6. and six. Would you two three weeks ago? Would you thought Viola would have been t- tied for just making the fifth spot? No, because they were rolling. They were. Yeah, but you know that rural special team in the last three weeks they've knocked off Viola. They locked knocked off uh, Mount, Mount Vernon. Vernon at Mount Vernon, right? And there was another one they knocked off. Uh, may have been like Westside or somebody. You know, another good one. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, it's kind of like what have you done for me lately? Sure, because they've got. Three or four losses, yep. three losses, and they lost to Viola. But it, the last three weeks, man, it's all green on their side. They're playing good ball right now. Yeah, they are. So you want to go through our key performances? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So Perry Gould, we talked about them earlier. We'll just talk about them as a team and what a great week they had. Like like Junk said, big wins, up top five teams. Uh, the Giant Killers, as Junk called them, knocked off Jonesboro and Batesville in the same week. So, That's unbelievable. So, great week yeah. by Paragould. And they're, like, in the middle of the conference. Yeah. Just had a good week. <laughs> they had a good week. <laughs> maybe, maybe says a lot about their future. Yeah. Uh, Kylie Allman from Norfolk. No no surprises. Here's somebody's name from Norfolk. They're always good. Uh, they uh, knocked off. I saw where the, they knocked off Viola this week. But uh, Kylie scored. She's a sophomore. Scored 23 points Friday and a win over Concord. Very nice. Jersey Wolfenbarger, former or future Razorback. Yes, lady back. So, as usual, she dominated with 32 points Tuesday and a win over Bryant. And then turns around on Friday and scores 33 and a win over Central. <laughs> 65 points last week. <laughs> Dude, she's good. Thanks for coming out. That's right. That's right. Uh, Caden Porter, she's from Sheridan. She had 25 points and seven rebounds. Most impressive, she's a freshman. Wow, that is impressive. And it's not a freshman at 1A. Right. Podunk. Yeah. No offense, because you know I think Welburn's the best in the state. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm from Podunk. But uh, a freshman on a Sheridan team, and their win against Whitehall. Wow. 25 and 7. That's a heck of a game. This next one may be the most impressive yeah. thing we've talked about. So, Abby Mosley, Lifeway Christian School. What an unbelievable career she's had. So, she scores 32 points Friday in a win over Yelville Summit, and she surpasses 1,500 career points. You know, we've we've talked about a couple kids, a couple boys that have passed the 1,000-point yeah. mark. And, she, and that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. And she passes 1,500 on the career. Like, I've never heard of that. I'm sure it's happened, but yeah. I haven't. I mean, she had to have been playing as a freshman. Yeah, had to. Unbelievable. It's awesome. She's averaging over 19. She's almost averaging 20 a game. Wow. Uh, this is the name that you, <laughs> you skipped last <laughs> week. Patience. So, she's uh, no uh, no stranger to this list. Patience McDaniel over at Harbor. Uh, she finds her way back here again this week after scoring 34 points Tuesday. Over Heritage. Then, on Friday, she knocked down 23 more and went over Springdale. Very nice. 
Very nice week, and I hope we're pronouncing your name correctly. It's got to be Patience. Yeah. All right, so Sheridan Cross from Little Rock Christian had 22 points and a win Tuesday. So nice nice game there by Miss Cross. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Chloe Clardy, no stranger here. Conway, uh, the Lady Wampus Cats, she's a sophomore, and she is a baller. Yes, she is. She knocked down 23 in their uh, loss Friday to North Little Rock. Okay, and then the last one on the list, certainly not the least, but Jakara Greenlee from Ashdown scored 23 Friday as the Panther, Panthers rolled over Harmony Grove. And those Lady Panthers are rolling. Yes, they are. So that will wrap us up for our girls. We'll move into our 6A boys, and I'll start us off with 6A. Uh, let's see here. Last week we had Central at number one, North Little Rock at two, Bryant at three, Bentonville at four, and then Harbor rounding out our top five last week. Central uh, did take a loss last week uh, to Northside, 70 to 66, which makes you scratch your head a little bit. But uh, we didn't move them. We kept them at number one just because of yeah. body of work, and they've been impressive pretty much all year. And the teams that you'd put ahead of them, they beat them twice. Right. I think it was just maybe just had an off game. And that same week, yeah. they beat North Little Rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll keep Central at one. They're 17 and four on the season. We'll keep North Little Rock at two. They're 14 and two as they uh, lost. Uh, to Central, 75-67, to 67, but they beat Conway 74-64 last week. Bryant will remain at three. They won both their ball games last week. And then Bentonville is at 16-2 and two at the four spot. And then Harbor rounds out our top five at 15-5. and five. And so nothing actually changed as far as the rankings go. There were a couple of upsets, but uh, we kept everybody in place. And really, Junk, looking at the 6A conference, it's, it's, a, it's a difference of – the, the two divisions, basically, yeah, and the strength. And, and we really won't know until we get into playoffs how strong no. the West versus the Central is. Uh, that Benville team, their only two losses are to, like, North Little Rock and Central. Right. So that's the only reason to keep them because, I mean, they're 16-2. They're, they're and two. Yeah, it's a good record. You got to think Central. Okay, so they beat North Little Rock earlier in the week. You got to think they go on the road Friday after that big win. Just have a letdown. Just had a letdown. Yeah. Bunch well, of kids. That's right. You know, Friday night. That's it. Uh, 5A. Now, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and it is. I'm going to tell you, right, you could probably write a piece of paper on all these names, put them in a hat, and yeah. draw one. You I, might pick the winner. I agree. Uh, Parkview, they did not play last week that I'm aware of. Uh, probably COVID related. Uh, they remain 10 and 2. Not a lot of games. I mean, 12 games, uh, but they're going to stay at number one. They do, however, have a big week this week. They're going to play Little Rock Christian tomorrow night. And then turn around Friday and play a good Jonesboro team at Jonesboro. And yeah, we'll find out a lot about all three of those teams. That's right. They go on the road on both of those games. Uh, Sylvan Hills, put them back to number two. You know, we had Jonesboro at two last week. Right. Sylvan at three. We had moved Sylvan down to put them there. But, you know, Jonesboro beats Green County Tech by three. Mm-hmm. Not an impressive win, especially after you just put 40 or beat uh, Russellville by 40 plus. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, Sylvan Hills beats a good Jacksonville team and they beat Little Rock Christian at Little Rock Christian. So we give them the nod up to number two. We keep Jonesboro at three, 15 and three, uh, after they beat Paragord and then he's by Green County Tech. Maumel staying at four. The Maumel's the Hornets yep, are right. 13 and two, uh, had a big win over Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's got a good team. They've yeah. been about 18. Yeah. That Mill team just keeps doing it. Yeah, they're good. And then we got Marion. They're, they're still at five. They're 13-1. and one. And Pine Bluff, who 
last week we had them up there six and two, mm-hmm. kind of in the mix. Not a lot of games. Well, they're at nine and three now. Uh, a few big wins last week, uh, so they're going to share that fifth spot with Marion. And you, you know, we see that Little Rock Christian, the boys, uh, were in that that mix at yes. five last week, and not to say that they can't beat anybody on any given right. night, but that they have fallen out of the top five. Well, they lost two last week. That's right. So you look at them, you're like, well, they got beat by Sylvan. Who doesn't? They also got beat by Benton. Sure. But Benton's another team. Come playoff time, could make, make some noise. That's right. All right, so into 4A we go, and we always love to talk about this bunch because it's so impressive to see Magnolia is now 15-0 and in the season and winning uh, last week against a pretty good Monticello team, 80-50. to I mean, that's a that's – a Yeah, 30 points. They're number two in the conference. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so that brings their win total, win streak, to 46 games yes. in a row. So, yes. man, that's impressive. Hats off to those guys. Uh, so we had Mills at two last week. We'll keep them there as we updated their their record. They're fifteen and three now on the season. Uh, Blyville, uh we had them at four. They move up a spot, winning both their games. They're twenty two and two, so very impressive record. They beat Pocahontas last week, sixty to fifty three, and Southside fifty six to forty one. So Blyville will be number three in the state this week. Fountain Lake jumps a spot to number four, and they're twenty and two on the season. So Fountain Lake winning. Um, both their games last week, and then Morlton will drop from number three to number five as they lost a game last week to Pottsville, forty to thirty-nine. How that Morlton team, man! I keep trying to ease them back up towards the top because I think they've got so much talent, right? They just, but they just can't, they can't keep get, it yeah, together. Sure. Yeah, you know they got Pinion. He's he's obviously athletic, good. He's you know he's a hog commit, hog signing. Yeah, and. uh but that just that conference is tough. Sure, you know they lost to Ozark earlier in the season. They did come back and beat them by nineteen this week, but then they let possibly slip up on them. Sure. Okay, three A, uh, the Mayflower Eagles back up on top. They're back up on top. You know they had that little little lag after they got beat by Lamar. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they come back. They actually beat Lamar last week pretty handedly. So they're back on top. They're at sixteen and one after a good week. Um. Dumas, Dumas was at number three, and Baptist Prep was number two. They rose up quickly because of their wins, uh, their recent wins, but Lamar knocked them off on Friday. I'll be dying. So, Baptist is going to drop to three. Uh, Dumas going to go back up to two at 11-1. and one. So, you got Mayflower, Dumas, Baptist Prep. Uh, Lamar's at four. They're right there. You know, it's kind of – you hate to not put them higher, but they've also lost. Sure. They've, they've split with them. Yeah. Uh, fourteen and four. Uh, Osceola fourteen and two. They they continue to win. Couple big wins last week, and then Bergman twenty four and four. Yes. Great, you know, great record. Great record. Uh, they don't have the the strength of schedule that some of these teams have. Sure, but hey, winning twenty four games is impressive. That's right. That's right. All right, into two A we'll go. So last week in two A boys, we had Dirks at number one, Caddo Hills at two, Lee at three. Mountainburg at four, and then Flippin' and Fordyce coming in that fifth spot. So we'll keep Dirks at one as they won both their games last week. Beat Magnet Cove by one. I still can't grasp Dirks, Arkansas being number one in basketball. <laughs> well, they are, brother. So they beat, proud the, for them. beat Magnet Cove by one and Foreman 62-38. to 38. We keep Caddo Hills at number two. 24 and 3 on the season, taking care of business last week in two wins over Murfreesboro and Mountain Pine. Lee will stay at number three, and they've 
Junk, they've only played 12 games this year and they didn't play any last week, it doesn't look like. N- nobody in their conference is. is Barton, right? none of them. Huh, that's, that's strange. It is strange. Okay, I mean, you look at Cattle Hills has played 25 games and Lee's only played 12. So I don't know if my, part of me thinks we're not getting all the, the stuff, but I think they're just not playing. Okay. Then we got uh, Mountainburg was at four last week. We'll keep them at four this week, and they won three ball games, moved to sixteen and three on the season. And then Flippin is at twenty four and four on the year at number five. And then five A is Fordyce at twelve and three, and Junction City at five B or C, I guess you would say, at thirteen and two on the season. You know that that conference with with Fordyce Junction and, and Bearden. You know they didn't play for a long time. Right. And so a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really know how to place them. Sure. They were all kind of right there together. They beat each other. Well, now Fordyce has beaten Bearden twice. Okay. Junction split with Bearden and split with Fordyce. They're oh. the only ones that beat Fordyce. Gotcha. So Bearden's kind of fallen off, uh, and but don't know, you know, who the best is between those two. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes playoff time because Caddo's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. And did you see who the Derricks Outlaws are going to go play Friday night? Uh, the Hornets. They're going to <laughs> Old Mule Shoe, Mineral yeah. Springs, Arkansas, to play the Hornets. Probably not going to be tested. One <laughs> A. All right, let's do it. Now this one in the boys. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't know how to pick these because <laughs> you look at these top four teams, even five now. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Bradley, okay, had them at number one. They're fourteen and one. They're actually fifteen and two now because they got beat last week, but it was by a school in Louisiana, Calvary. That we don't know anything. We about. don't know anything about. Yeah, I did look them up. They're like a twenty and three type team. Okay, uh, so I don't, but I don't know, yeah. you know. Uh, but they beat Dermot uh, fifty three to forty. Uh, kept them at number one just because I, I, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to move somebody because of an out of state state loss. Sure. They could be playing the Lakers. Who knows? Uh, Nevada, Nevada County, number two. They won both their games last week. Big win over Emerson, and then they also beat Dermot. Which what's interesting is Bradley only beat Dermot thirteen, and the, uh, Nevada beat them forty six. Right now, if you look back, Bradley played Dermot early in the season and crushed them. I got you. So you know that you could probably flip flop those, and you could flip flop off four was, or five of them. I was going to say the top four. You could probably throw them in a hat. Yeah. So you got West Side. They beat Kirby, which kind of knocked Kirby out of consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so West Side's going to stay at three. Viola, they lose to a team in Missouri again. Not going to count that against them. Going to keep them there at the four spot at twenty five and six. Izzard County. Uh, beat Royal Special, beat Western Grove. They're they're at number five, and then Clarendon, fourteen and two. Yeah, don't know a lot about that conference. They beat Brinkley by one, but Brinkley's kind of right there, sure. not far behind them. So don't expect them to be in those top four or five, but you got to just give them respect until they prove they're not. Right, I agree. All right, that'll take us into our key highlight performances for the boys for the week. You want to start us off? Oh, yeah. I almost threw that away. Not threw it away, but I almost put it away. Uh, I jumped ahead. Yeah. So, my man, John Walton down in Mag Vegas. I appreciate him keeping me updated on those Panthers down there in Magnolia. He texted me Friday night. Magnolia, and that win, that 30 point win over the number two in that class uh, 4A8, yeah. Monticello. 
They had three players with 20 points. Darren Ford dropped 25. No shocker there. No. Best player in the state. Yeah. Colby Garland, 20, also continually produces. Mm-hmm. And then Devontae Walker, 23. You mentioned they were 46-0. and 0. They have not lost since February 22nd, 2019. That's impressive. It's unreal. <laughs> All right. So, super sophomore, Mr. Bryson Warren, seems to find his way on this list pretty regularly. Uh, he continues to impress with a huge 30-point 30, 30 performance and a win over North Little Rock. Another one that you are not shocked to hear about is Nick Smith over at Sylvan Hills. Right. Amazing game, scoring 44 points Tuesday against a very tough Jacksonville team. Then turned around on Friday, dropped 34 against Little Rock Christian. Wow, what a week. Yes. What a week. And so uh, Jacob Joe, Northside, senior guard, scored 22 points to lead the Grizzlies over number one in the state central Friday night. The other Nick Smith back on the list Monticello. Oh, yeah, I skipped one, didn't I? Yeah, just because of the same name. <laughs> <laughs> he was on it last week, though, I think. Uh, scored 26 points in their win over uh, Star City Tuesday. Okay, so Landon Glasper, that's another name we've mentioned two or three times so far this year. Uh, he's dropped 25 points in the four-overtime win over Rogers. You know, LeBron said in that two-overtime they had yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that he he's too old. He doesn't have the heart for two overtimes. He's got a champagne bottle or a bottle of wine that had to wait two more overtimes for him to open. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. All right, C.J. Johnson over at Boonville. That's a football school, but apparently they got some basketballers because he scored 21 points. How did he do it? Well, five of those or, or I say 15 of those points was when he went five for six from downtown. Stroking it. That's right. Threading it. Threading So, DJ Smith from North Little Rock put up 29 points in a solid win over Conway Wampus Cats Friday. And DJ Townsend from over at Baptist Press Prep, he scored 20 Tuesday in the 29-point beating of Perryville. Very nice game, Mr. Townsend. Ethan Gregory of Mountainburg, a 30-point performance deserving recognition in their win over Johnson County Westside. So, UCA football signee Kylan James from Dumas dropped 18 in their win over Drew Central. Very nice. Kid's an athlete. He is. Glad to see him in the purple and gray next year. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be seeing him over here pretty yep. close to town. That's right. So, Mike Reddick from Dumas, uh, James is t- Kylan's teammate, and, and dropped 27 in the same game over Drew Central Tuesday. Those boys balled out. They did. And then finally, from Fountain Lake, Landon Kaiser, huge week, scored 23 Tuesday and then 20 on Friday with wins over Boxsite and DeQueen. Very nice. Good job, gentlemen. Good week on all yeah, those guys. Yeah, man, some impressive performances. So, uh, there was kind of a big game yesterday. <sighs> yeah, I've got some some venting to do. <laughs> so, take us through it. You want to talk Super Bowl now? Sure. Whatever you got. Okay. So, did you have any notes on Super Bowl? Uh, very few. I mean, other than Mr. Brady winning his seventh record-breaking world championship. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. All okay. Right, let's do it. He's the best. He's the GOAT. Sure. He's the greatest football player, maybe athlete of all time. I mean, it's it, it's hard to say that he's not just right. because of the success he's had That's on the right. field. Now, there you can make an argument that he's not the most talented oh, I don't think he quarterback is. to ever play the no, game. There's I, been there's been several quarterbacks that have better arms. There's been several quarterbacks more mobile. Mm-hmm. There's been all the other attributes that a quarterback has to have, you could 
you could find someone that was better than him in almost all every category. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't the best athlete playing quarterback yesterday, right? And he's not as talented of a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers. Sure, I don't think. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, me not being a Brady fan, I, I will have to sit here and tell you that he is the goat. I mean, he just he is he just finds a way to get it done. Now, having said that. Things that frustrate me. Here we go. All right. I don't mind that. Okay, so there were some calls in the first half that seemed like might be going their way. Sure. Do I really think that they were trying to play to Brady officials? No. But there were some pretty questionable calls. I would agree with that. There were there were some little ticky-tack fouls that, especially in a Super Bowl, Yes, you just let them play. The only one that really bothers me, is Tyron Matthew getting flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct and Brady not getting flagged? Brady chased him and got in his face, and Matthew gets flagged because he put his finger up. But think about this. Can you imagine a scenario where Tom Brady gets an unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct penalty? Would football just cease to exist? Oh, man. So people thought, well, you know, or some. we've heard some people say, in our conversations today, mm-hmm. he didn't do it. I mean, he just ran his mouth like all of them do. Matthew put his finger up in his face. Well, Brady texted an apology to Matthew following the game, and Brady said his outbursts were in no way a reflection of his feelings toward Matthew. So he said something that he didn't think was very nice. Sure. Matthew says he called him something. Yeah. I'm sure he did, but I mean, <laughs> have you ever called somebody in the heat of a battle? Never. <laughs> I know I have. Yeah, no doubt. But Might it, have gotten in trouble for it in Pee Wee football. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, interesting stat <laughs> about that game. Because let me tell you, it was total domination. I, I walked. I, I went into this game with no no care of who won. Sure. Didn't care. I really didn't care. And I was the same I way. just wanted a good game, and it wasn't. No. But interesting stat was, according to next-gen stats, Patrick Mahomes ran for a total of 497 yards before his passes and sacks. That's just nuts. Dude, how tired was he? <laughs> Got just beat down. Oh, and that just proves that you cannot play without star tackles. That's right. I mean, and we kind of talked about it last week, how big of a loss that was yes. going to be for them not to have both their starting tackles. Yes. And it proved to be true. I mean, he ran for his life the entire night. And you see the difference between, you know, an offensive lineman that makes the NFL is is pretty impressive, mm-hmm. to say the least. But there's a difference, a huge difference between an NFL lineman and a starting offensive tackle. Sure. And that's why those guys make so much money. Yeah. And I'll tell you what was – you know, who, who ended up getting MVP of the game? I just assumed it was Brady. I, yeah, I turned it off. But Could have been Gronk. I, I My t- goodness, he had a great game. I'll tell you who it should have been. It should have been that entire defense. defense. Yeah. If you would have told me before the game that, that they would not have scored a touchdown, there's I would have bet any amount of money. There's no way I would have believed that. None at all. And that so the guy that, that bet that that made the bet about uh that first of all, this was all when Brady was still up in sure. New England. He bet that Brady was gonna leave, that he was gonna go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, <laughs> and that they were going to win the NFC and they were going to win the Super Bowl. They made like a million dollars off that day. Off of like an $11,000 bet. That would have been nice. Oh, yeah. So, one other thing I want to say about the Super Bowl, and you can share all your notes you have if you have any other ones. Halftime show. 
What did you think? I honestly, uh, I went and started to eat some soup at okay. the time, so I didn't really watch it. So here's my feelings. It was okay. It was kid-friendly. There weren't naked people running around, which was good because my kids are there. Sure. And we probably don't need to see that anyway. My wife would certainly say that. Um, but I wasn't blown away. Yeah. It was definitely no Bruno Mars, which I've not seen another show that was. His was awesome, yeah. I thought. Um, I would say officially it was better than average, but most of them are pretty terrible. Yeah, most of them are pretty bad. What, what, what is why is that? I don't know. And I didn't get to see I didn't get to see the national anthem. How was it? I think it was okay. I didn't pay much attention. Okay. Uh I was busy doing something, but I from what I heard it was okay. Sure. I usually try not to listen to it cuz I I don't like the the outlandish. Yeah, just I just want to make up singing. Right. Sure. And that never happens yeah. anymore. Um but for me the halftime show was about as entertaining as the game was. <laughs> So, big question. Does Brady come back? Absolutely. And will they be favorites to win the Super Bowl next year? I mean, after that performance and after their performance throughout the playoffs, I mean, you look at their roster. You know, you can look at those New England rosters from year to year and go, how do they do this? Sure. But you look at that roster and you think, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, they're loaded. So, I think he's I think he's probably loaded with more talent around him than he's ever been in his career. Ever. And so, and in a position to where he has more control than he's ever had. That's right. So, another question for you: the big debate was Belichick or Brady. Was it the coach or was it the player? So it's hard to it's hard to argue that it, that it wasn't Brady. Mm-hmm. But let let me say that he's also in a really good situation now. There, there's no question. And I don't mean that to take away from him. No, there is no doubt in my mind. That that system he was in with those players worked absolutely, and uh, this is the only thing that kind of makes me scratch my head about the the, the Patriots and Belichick because obviously he's a great football coach. Mm. He got Cam Newton this year, yeah, who is not terrible, but he's not a hint of the old Cam Newton. He's not, but he's a serviceable quarterback. Sure, and to look at what they did offensively and how they struggled all season, it made me scratch my head a little bit, but. That same team last year with Brady wasn't any better. Not much. Not much. I would say they were better, just yeah. probably not a lot better. I think that right now in their career, Brady's hands, head and shoulders above Kevin. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think that last year's – I don't think that team at New England right now compares to the teams that they've no, had. No, I agree with that. Uh, but, I mean, hey, like I say, heads, heads off to him. He's, he's the best. So, last week on National Signing Day – me, me and Mr. McJunkins had a special podcast planned. <laughs> had uh, Mr. Leotis Harris from Arkansas Elite 100 join us on our podcast. Had a wonderful conversation. Dude, it was good. He brought in Caleb and Kyle Knox from Bryant, uh, three-time state champions, that signed that day with UAPB. We also had a conversation with Mr. Dax Courtney from uh Dumas that's that's gonna be a hog. I mean just He was cool. Just wonderful interviews with these guys. We're so excited to bring that to you guys last Wednesday. We get done. We get everything ready to send to edit. We push record or we push play to just make sure everything was good and it was crickets. Yeah. It didn't work. No, it didn't record any <laughs> of the conversations with them. You can hear me and Matt talking and breathing and whatever else we're doing yeah. because it was basically the computer recording us and not 
the microphones and the mixer. So a huge disappointment. Sorry we weren't able to bring that to you guys. We were super excited about it. And uh, thank you to Mr. Leotis and Arkansas Elite and the, and the boys that were able to take their time out of their day to interview with us. I'm sorry it just didn't work out. And that will not be the last we hear from those guys. That's right. That's we've exactly had a, we've got a good relationship with them and a lot to look forward to. Before we go, yep. now, I do want to – okay, i got a couple things. Number one, real quick, how about the Hendricks Warriors football team? They didn't get to play off all. Right. Finally getting their season in the spring. They go to Millsaps. They win 37-27. I got to see a little bit of it. Seventh time this team – has gone 1-0 in their eighth season. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. What a program. And, you know, I love oh, uh, Buck. Uh, what's his last name? Buchanan. Buchanan. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a, I think he's a good coach. Yeah, and then Coach Phillips, their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Great dude. Yeah. Runs a dynamic offense. So I just, I just love, you know, these guys do this without scholarship. Yeah. So how cool is that? And they play Saturday uh, in Conway against Austin, which is in Austin, Texas. Uh, so good luck to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I'd like to try to get out and watch a game this this spring. Watch them play a little bit because they're only playing what five games, I believe. Yeah, it's not many. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, my man, who I wouldn't like if he wasn't a Packer. We've already discussed that because <laughs> right. he's arrogant. Uh, he won what I would say is the deserved MVP for the twenty twenty performance. The thing is, is that on any normal year, Derrick Henry would have won one too. Sure. I mean, the guy put up 2,000 yards, one of a few to ever do it. Right. Uh, he did win Offensive Player of the Year, which I was telling you, not uncommon to see that in the Heisman, in the MVP. Don't know how you can win MVP as a quarterback and not win Offensive Player of the Year, but I'm glad that Henry, because he deserved Yeah. He had, I mean, he was oh, had a special season. He's unreal. Uh, but you know what I thought was most impressive this season is the comeback of Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's that's unreal. I mean, how many surgeries did they say he had? Like nineteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's around twenty. You know, the guy almost died. Yeah, and then from there it was like, okay, he's gonna live. Probably gonna lose his leg. Sure, he's never gonna walk again. He's never gonna play football again. Yeah, just overcome all odds. All of it. Yeah. How awesome! That's pretty awesome. So okay. So talk to I do have this. one more thing. Yep. Aaron Donald, named Defensive Player of the Year. He's phenomenal, right? Um, TJ Watt, also great, right? Yeah. So JJ Watt, TJ's brother, got on Twitter and posted this because he said, "I'm I'm nothing against Aaron Donald. I think he's a great, great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. This is nothing against him personally, but how can you look at the stats?" compared to each other and pick Aaron Donald to beat TJ or TJ. Yeah. Tackles. TJ had 53. Donald had 41 sacks. TJ had 15. Donald had 13 and a half tackles for loss. TJ had 23. Donald had 12 pressures, 55 to 42 quarterback kicks, 41 to 26 pass defenses, seven to one and interceptions one to zero. The only Category that Donald had more of than what was uh, forced fumbles. He had four, and what had two. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive to to look at that stat line and see. I mean, is it one of those things? And I'm just asking because I obviously looking at these stats, 
Watt deserved it more than Donald did. Sure. But is it one of those things to where stats don't really tell the story in this picture? I mean, even I, though yeah. even though he had more stats, and it looks like it on paper, was Donald more of an MVP? Well, I was going to say, if you look at it from an MVP standpoint, not one team was really more successful than the other, was it? Isn't TJ with Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh, Los Angeles. Both of them, first-rounders yeah. or so, right in there. Right. Good seasons. Neither one of them came out right. on top. So they're pretty equivalent as far as the That's team true. success. That's true. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Donald's more of a name. Yeah. I think if those stats would have been J.J. Watt stats, maybe it would have been different. Sure. Uh, but Donald's definitely a higher profile. Right. Now, funny thing about Donald, <laughs> so, you know, the Lions just made the big trade with Los Angeles yeah. to get Stafford to Los Angeles, and they got a bunch of whatever. Uh, they got, what was that quarterback? The quarterback from golf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> apparently, the Lions originally offered to trade Matt Stafford to the Rams for Aaron Donald. <laughs> No soup for you. And they said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so you got you got to think they're going, we got to try it. Yeah. All they do, all <laughs> all they they do, do is tell me no. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, man, you got anything else for us, John? That's it. We probably bothered him enough. All right, guys. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for continuing to listen to us on Between the Mats. Uh, we're bearing down here on playoffs uh in high school basketball so i think 1a 2a 3a may be starting regionals here pretty soon i don't know officially their schedules but it looked to me from what i've seen from each team's schedules in those lower division this week's the last game yeah i think i think you're right so we'll we'll check on that and hopefully uh we'll be able to get out on the road and go see some of these regional performances so looking forward to that i can't wait to see some of these teams play yeah all right guys thank y'all so much we'll check you next week and of course peace out monticello You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.